Hi, this is Craig Stinson, creator of Arts Friendly. This is our conversation with Megan Bostic. Megan is a program manager with Arts Access. Arts Access is based in Raleigh, North Carolina. They do the good work of making art accessible for people with disabilities. So they work with arts uh, nonprofits across North Carolina and also with artists as well. This conversation is brought to you by our certified arts friendly businesses, our arts nonprofit partners and our individual advocates. Certified arts friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. For information, visit our website at artsfriendly.com. Thank you and enjoy our conversation. Hey, this is Craig Stinson, creator of Arts Friendly. Today I'm here with uh, Megan Bostic. Megan is the program uh, manager with Arts Access, which is based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Megan, how are you doing? Good. Hi, Craig. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you taking time out. I've, um, like I was telling you, I've kind of um, seen y'all pop up uh, on the art scene, just kind of, you know, keep an eye on what's happening in North Carolina. And y'all have got a really kind of interesting and um, needed um, niche of activity y'all work with. So tell me, tell us about Arts Access. Well, I'm glad we came across your radar, and I'm excited to have this platform to share a little bit more with people. Um, so Arts Access, we're an art service organization. Uh, we're the only North Carolina nonprofit dedicated solely to making the arts accessible to people with disabilities. So that's all disabilities, all ages, all art forms. Okay. Um, arts, our core belief is people of all abilities can learn through, participate in, um, enjoy the arts, and so we work to bridge the arts community and disability community to make sure that everybody has access to arts and cultural experiences in North Carolina. Cool. So um, then kind of defining both sides of that equation, arts programming would be anything from performing to visual to um, to, to all types of creative acti activities, right? Correct. Correct. We okay. even bridge a little bit and sort of expand cultural. To be, we, you know, we work with a science museum in downtown Raleigh. Oh, cool. Okay. So anything that sort of falls under arts and culture. And then on the other side, um, when we talk about disabilities, what, what Follows, falls under that uh, definition y'all are using? So we, we define all of our terms in the broadest sense. You know, so anyone of all ages, anyone who um, considers themselves to have a disability, okay. um, disability organizations here and across the state that we work with, so physical disabilities, um, if people who have, um, you know, mobility issues, getting into places, but then also people who just might need um, you to take a little bit more, more time with them at the front desk to explain how to get around your facility. Okay. So, um, the, when I was kind of going through your, your website and the offerings that y'all have, um, audio description is a kind of a large category of what y'all do. Um, yes. what is that for people who don't, aren't familiar with it? Well, and, and so just to back up just for a moment, we were we were sure. founded in 1984. Our has been around for a really long time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and we were, we, yeah, we came to be just from a group of dedicated volunteers. And so for the first part of the life of Arts our core service was audio description um, for live theater mostly. And audio description is basically a narration services mm -hmm. um, for people who are blind or have low vision. And so the audio describer um, is providing ongoing a sort of narration of the visual events that are taking place on the stage um, or at the museum or even public speaking events, but mostly a live theater event. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so and, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So, 
and uh, a little bit more detail, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a live performance, the patron who's using the service is going to be wearing an earpiece. They can sit wherever they want to sit in the theater, and the describer is typically sitting in the, in the back of the theater for speaking into a receiver. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's how we sort of got started. Um, but now that program has expanded. It's just one of our core services that we provide. We have an audio description coordinator, an audio description equipment manager, and we keep a roster of about 17 audio describers that describe shows in the Triangle, the Triad, Fayetteville, um, even at Wilmington at the Wilson Center. We've done some shows this year. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So, um, and then how does, how does one become a, um, one of the persons who's doing the audio describing? You said you have 17? Is that... we, we do have yeah 17 um, right now. Okay. Um, that's a great question. We do an annual training every year, and that training is typically in January of each year. So it's okay. a training. It's a two-day training that people come to to learn how to be an audio describer. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, it seems like it would be a certain um, skill set you'd have to learn to be able to 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 do that to not you know. Um, to articulate what's happening without interjecting with what's happening at the same time. Is that... Yeah, yes, yeah, and they, they never step on the actor's lines. You know, yeah. So they're always describing in between in between lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Um, you learn in the two-day training, and you also sort of learn on the job, most definitely. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So y'all, y'all also do workshops. Um, and what what kind of workshops and who's able to go to that and what will they be? Uh, experiencing or learning? So, um, our, we, we do a variety of workshops. Okay. Um, we do this community-wide workshops that are low-cost workshops open to anyone. Okay. Um, and our, our core workshop for that is Accessibility 101. Okay. Um, and Accessibility 101, we're, we're talking about disability history, models of disability, um, the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, mm-hmm. you know, steps to accessibility organizations, um, for service people with disabilities, um, checklists for physical accessibility organization. Okay. Um, and we always have at this workshop um, panelists, disability advocates we bring in to talk about um, from their lived experience what makes them so welcome and included. And we try to always include people with disabilities at our workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do sort of, we, we base our workshops um, from community need. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do workshops about planning for summer camps for arts organizations, staff, um, thinking about how to um, word their messaging and marketing, how to make sure families know they're welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do workshops about um, accessible communication um, for, for marketing staff to arts organizations, okay. the audio description training I mentioned. Um, one workshop we've been pushing a lot recently um, over, over the last year is inclusive teaching artist residencies. Mm-hmm. So really reaching out to teaching artists. There's so many fantastic teaching artists throughout the state yeah. in a variety of mediums. Um, and so making sure that, that they um, are prepared to offer their services to kids with disabilities to better serve kids with disabilities and make sure their residencies are inclusive. Okay. So when... Um you mentioned um, before we started talking as well, kind of the it, what you were just talking about as well just falls under this um, customer service, which I thought was an interesting term for it. But what what kind of how does that how does that um, what's an example of what that would look like? So something simple with customer service for people with disabilities, having a welcoming statement on your website. You know, okay. letting people know that you, you welcome visitors and patrons with disabilities. Um, and the, the biggest thing we tell people in our workshops is 
on that welcoming statement, on that accessibility statement on your website or on your social media, mm-hmm. have a name and a number of who to contact. So okay. people aren't calling the main number for your arts organization um, and getting the, the run around and having to leave, you know, 12 messages to get, uh, maybe they just want to know, you know, how many accessible parking spots you have out front. Okay. Um, and just having one name and number and email address to reach is, a, is just a really simple way okay. um, to have better customer service for people with disabilities. Yeah, that's super. That's actually excellent. Excellent. Okay, cool. So um, the the workshops you do then, even if they're in Raleigh, I'm assuming they're open to anyone a- across North Carolina who are working with arts they organizations? Are. They are. Um, we actually, um, at, at a recent workshop, we had um, some folks from the Wilson Center come up and attend our Accessibility 101 workshop. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so the, we're, the Wilson we're, Center yeah, is we're a, always happy to have people. Yeah, yeah the Wilson Center is a... a, a performing arts facility we have here in Wilmington, North Carolina, where we're based. So, okay, good. So, um, tell me, how did, I'm always kind of curious about this and, and I, it, because arts administration is such a needed, um, activity, but it's also not one that people necessarily find on their first try. <laughs> so what, uh, what's your, are you, what's your background? You're a visual artist. Is that correct? I'm a, a background in tactiles um, okay. and visual art making, and went to um, went to undergrad at East Carolina University yeah. Um, yeah, for art education and, and fibers um, studio arts. Oh, and cool. so, uh, also went on a teaching fellow scholarship to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated, decided I wasn't ready to start teaching. Went to grad school um, at NC State for art and design, and continued making art. Um, and then tried my hand at teaching mm-hmm. high school visual art for, for three years and just decided um, as much as I loved working with students and that age group, it's fantastic, but teaching was not a forever career yeah. um, for me. And I much preferred the behind the scenes, the lesson planning and design mm-hmm. um, and individual relationship building components of teaching. Um, and so I did a long-term substitute job at Severed and Moorhead School for the Blind here in Raleigh. Okay. Um, and then sort of um, stumbled into a, a position opening at, at Arts Access. And um, having recently worked with students who were blind and low vision, mm-hmm. it felt like a, a really good good fit for me. Cool. To combine you know, arts and also disability and yeah. making the arts more accessible to folks. No, that's great. That's that's perfect. I, that's the kind of story I love to hear. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it, people in the arts tend to find um, find their path in in, in ways that uh, is is just kind of cool. It's a it's a it's good always story. a meandering path. Yeah, but you know, everybody ends up where they kind of their their talents lie, and and also yeah. their 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 love, you know the kind of kind of work that people like to do. So that's really cool. Um, so how do people how do people find Arts Access? Um, the best way is to visit our, our website, which is just artsaccessinc.org. Okay. And from there you can um, sign up for our newsletter. It's the best way to stay in the know about inclusive arguments around the state. And you yeah. can do that from the homepage of our website. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big component of, proponent of, of email newsletters. I think they're you know, kind of the workhorse of <laughs> getting news out to people. So. Yes, they are. We, we only send them twice a month. We don't scan people's inboxes. Don't be afraid to sign up. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'll put a, uh, we'll, we'll post, when we post this to Arts Friendly, we'll put a link to the, um, 
the subscription box so people can make sure they stay in touch with you. And then we'd also encourage people, I mean, we're here in Wilmington, so we'd encourage people to um, check out your workshops and uh, if they're applicable to organizations around here and other parts of the state to, to be sure. And, and Yeah, go ahead. I was saying, just one more quick plug. One of the other yeah. things we do is promote the work of artists with disabilities across the state oh, for cool. our Artist Link project. And we do have um, two two artists who we recommend in the Wilmington area. Rashad McIntyre is a visual artist there. He's at the Artist Link project directory. Mm-hmm. And then DJ Smooth, if you're looking for a good DJ, we've had DJ Smooth from Wilmington um, come to several of our events here in Raleigh. So I'll put a quick plug for them. Oh, cool. Promote their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know the visual artist. I've met him before. Um, I'm not familiar with the DJ, though. I'll have to find out who that is. <laughs> cool. John Russ, a.k.a. DJ Smooth. Okay, awesome. Good, thank you. Um, well, we appreciate it. I'll, um, we'll, we'll post all this to all the links and all to in the, um, on, the, on our website, and then um, we look forward to kind of keeping, a, in, keeping an eye on what y'all are doing and um, sending people your way also. Wonderful. We love that. Thank you. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to Arts Friendly Conversations. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Certified Arts Friendly Communities, including businesses, individuals, and arts nonprofits. Certified Arts Friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. If you would like information about Certified Arts Friendly status for your business or arts community, or how you can become an arts friendly advocate, visit artsfriendly.com and click Get Involved. Thank you. This has been Craig Stinson for Arts Friendly.